Because Mother's Day is a civic holiday, not a liturgical one, the homily would normally focus on the readings, with maybe a special blessing for mothers given at some point to recognize them and to thank them. However, today I wondered if we could meditate just a little on motherhood as an icon or an image of human freedom on that good which is so often misunderstood. The word mother is a relational term. Obviously, it can't be understood without reference to a child. No woman is a mother without one. All human beings have a mother, which means that humans depend upon others for their existence. We cannot exist on our own in isolation because by nature we're dependent beings. This is true from the very beginning of our life, but it's also true throughout it. And just think of the complex network of human relations we depend upon daily for running water, energy, roads, safety, cell phones, internet, schools, and on and on. Absolute autonomy or self-sufficiency is just inconsistent with being a human being from the womb to the tomb. So the first point is this. Human freedom is a shared freedom. All of us exist from someone else. And so our existence depends upon the fact that they accommodated us. They made space for us by restricting their own choices. An absolute right to choose, I'll do whatever I want with my own body or otherwise I'll protest wherever I want, just doesn't make sense. Because that's exactly what you depend on others not to do to you. Individual rights, even though they be written into law, don't further human freedom if they don't take into account the truth that our freedom is a shared value. Without that, rights become enslaved to falsehood. Now, a mother attests to this fact by her very being and witnesses to this truth by ordering the household responsibilities accordingly. We all have a part to play, duties to do, things to share, and people to properly relate to. Egoism opposes this making everything about the individual, shirking whatever responsibilities it wants to in the name of freedom, clearly a false freedom, for it's inconsistent with who we are. Of course, the first witness to authentic freedom by a mother is respecting the infant's freedom in her womb and bringing every baby to term. Without this, she undermines her very existence and violates both her embryo's freedom and her own. Mothers, develop freedom in your families by holding them accountable to what's true, to the truth of their being, which cannot be done without being religious. For being religious is simply being honest. It's living the truth of being dependent upon God for everything. Secondly, Motherhood not only suggests a pattern of human freedom, that it can't be understood simply as individual rights, but motherhood also suggests the purpose of freedom, 
that it doesn't exist as an absolute good isolated from other goods, but as a relative good. Here's an image of what I mean. It's taken from the gospel last week. Jesus said to Peter, Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you don't want to go. He said this, signifying by what kind of death you would glorify God. You see, if freedom is an absolute good, a good that nothing else should limit, then Jesus would have been doing violence to Peter's greatest good by calling Peter to follow him to where Peter didn't want to go, on a cross, upside down, to die. But do you remember how Jesus began this episode? Three times he asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Right? And what did he follow that with? Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. You see, freedom exists for the sake of love. Mothers, from the very conception of your children, you have existed for them. Physically, yes, but your children are persons. And the only fitting response to a person is love. Understand that the fundamental purpose of your ability to choose is for the sake of love. Use your freedom for this reason and find your inspiration and nourishment in the communion of Christ Jesus who came and did what you must do. Take this, all of you, and eat of it for this is my body which will be given up for you. Do this in memory of me. Lastly, mothers, draw your children out of the isolation of their rooms, their devices, their binge watching, endless video games, and disproportionate athletic endeavors. Teach them how to live with others, not just how to coexist in separate rooms with headphones over their ears and hardly a reason to relate in a truly human way. Until the end of time, humans will live with one another. Be one of the mothers who help their children understand what living with really means. Don't underestimate your capacity to bring about good. It is quite remarkable. You need not take my word for it. I've been slowly working through this masterpiece by a French philosopher from the 1800s. He toured the United States at that time and then wrote this work with extraordinary observations. Near the end of this work, he said, if I were to be asked the one reason why America is so much more successful than other democracies, I would not hesitate but to say it's because of their women. It was the most extraordinary line. Unexpected, please don't take offense. But at the end of this work on the success of democracy in America compared to everything else in the world, he points to you. And he said, for the reasons I mentioned earlier, because of your capacity to elevate the common good by helping children and men cling to what's good.
you're a touchstone, a linchpin for the goodness of society. Thank you for clinging steadfastly to that. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Thank <laughs> you.